supermarket chicken on some bread. That's pretty special, eh, Zah? I'm going to go listen to a podcast. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate, and Bea. Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We discuss episodes of the Australian soap opera that have aired on television. I am Vaya. I have difficulty suspending disbelief. I am in the Mobile Pirate Studios, set up on uh, Puffy's back patio. Well, which is now just Toadie's back patio, really. And I have Kate Remude on Twitter. Hello. Hi, everybody. And no sex please on this patio. Oh, gosh, no. Well, who's going to do it in that household? Well, probably more Melanie and Toad. Yeah, yeah. Melody. <laughs> Melody yeah. in their jungle gear. Well, um, Hendrix and um, oh, Mackenzie. With the chocolate sauce. The Cotty's chocolate topping. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, it's a, we should get to the, cut to the chase because we're outside on plain air and it, we, the sun's going to go down and the mozzies are out. So neighbours council business, it's going to be a cracker of a council business. Sweetie, it's just business. Now, Kate, it's look, the Omicron variant of COVID is flying around everywhere. It's everywhere. So it's not like we get to do a lot of stuff at the moment. We're in like a pseudo lockdown, more or less. Well, we're in kind of a self imposed mm. lockdown. The activity's low all across Melbourne. We might as well be in a proper lockdown. Because, like, you don't want to infect people unnecessarily, but also if you've got something coming up that you're looking forward to... Mm. You don't want to get the rona. Yeah, you don't want to be cancelled. So I'll talk about what we did in a moment. Well, we each went to the theatre on the weekend. What did you go and see, Kate? I went to see Frozen the Musical with my children and my husband, and we bought tickets for this back in... February last year, wow. I think it was, and we were meant to be going in July, and then it was postponed, mm. I think, twice to January. So it's been a long time coming, and we actually had to buy an extra ticket for Baby Harold. Because he, he, kind of, he, he aged into up. it. <laughs> <laughs> and in retrospect, big mistake, three yeah. and a, don't take your three and a half year old. <laughs> I should have just taken the ticket, come with you. But then it, I would have had your problem, this sensory overload. Oh my God, I tell you what, every effing mother effer in Melbourne, uh-huh. was there half-assing their mask and, like, sitting within a metre of me, I reckon. I had, like, some random come and sit down in the empty spot beside me and then just have their mask off for, like, the whole second half. Although half the city's had COVID now, so a lot of those people might be post-viral and don't need masks. <laughs> but, so Kate was a little frazzled uh, and couldn't make it on Sunday to Jagged Little Pill. Oh, look, bearing in mind that I've confessed this before on the podcast. I hate musicals. And I was like, touch and go with Frozen as well. I was like, this is this is too long. <laughs> they are quite long, especially if you've got children. But I then went on Sunday to the theatre and, oh, God, it was an effort, a psychological, a physical effort because I hadn't been out all week and my son had had a close call at daycare and was almost exposed but wasn't. It was just an ordeal to get out of the front door. And so when I got there, it was a cavalcade of Australian show business royalty. (laughs) And it was hot and it was just chaos. So we're going to play a little compile of CJ and I and our friend Claire going to Jagged Little Pill to represent Neighbours because Nat Bass stars as Mary Jane, one of the 
leads in the show. And I'll give a few more of my thoughts after. But here we are at the red carpet of opening night in Melbourne. Hello, it's Vaya here and CJ's here. Hello, everyone. We are at the Comedy Theatre in the city of Melbourne. We have made it out of the house. We didn't think it was going to happen, but it's happened. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a gift every time something happens where you go to it now, isn't it? It really is. Um, Kate couldn't partake in this gift, but that's, that's fine. We've got our friend Claire is flying the neighbour's flag with us. Midwife Claire, she could tell a story or two on the pod. She's a frontline health worker. Yeah, Claire, we need to have you on because there's been a lot of deliveries at sides of roads, on cliff tops, on like living room floors. You could say a lot. Um, there's some little Elsas and Annas around because they're right across the road from where they're doing Frozen. But we are here to see Jagged Little Pill starring Natalie Batson-Sweet. I'm really proud of CJ for attempting the surname. Um, CJ is dyslexic, as you know, and that's a, that's a tough one. But yeah, Natalie Bassingthwaite, a.k.a. Izzy Hoyland, a.k.a. the star of Jagged Little Pill, the musical. We are here to represent all the Neighbours Council that cannot be here. It's a gorgeous hot day. We're masked up. I don't know how it's going to work in there. I haven't been inside a venue for a very long time. I have seen A Real Housewife of Melbourne. Amazing. Um, and I've also seen Toddy, which I don't know if our UK listeners know about Toddy, but look her up. No, they do. Toddy Goldsmith is in the show. She was Donna Friedman's mum, Margot Robbie's mum. So that's Neighbours royalty. She's in the jungle at the moment. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. So should we keep sweating or should we go in? We should go in. Let's go. We're going to walk the red carpet. Oh, my God. It's show business's Rhonda Birchmore, one of the faves. She needs to do a Neighbours cameo for sure. Just trying to navigate red carpet because Vaya Pashos is too shy to go on the real one. Oh, I can see Georgia Love in hair clips I have from Safeway. So now I feel a lot more comforted. We can do this. We can do this. Supermarket hair clips. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Cal Wilson, on the red carpet. Hello, hello. We were just talking about the jungle. And this is oh, worlds apart it's, for you. Um, amazing. Um, there were not this many people in the jungle. I'm a bit overwhelmed by Me too. the people there are. I didn't know how to find clothes, so well done to all of us. Yes, well done to all of us. And what, what a wonder an elastic waistband is. <laughs> Excuse me, Toddy. Okay, we're in. I was just behind Toddy Goldsmith, but I got too shy. I'm out of practice. I got too shy to, to um, do my shtick. But, you know, we were a metre away from socially distanced Margot Robbie's mum, Donna Friedman's mum. So that's great. We're in the foyer, sweating up a storm at the merch stand. I really can't express how much of, a, of an effort this is to be at a thing. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. It's a, it, we got ourselves dressed, and you said, yes. Pat yourself on the back. All right, we have found a neighbour's connection in the theatre. Is it Texas Waterston? Texas Waterston, yes. Hello, guys. AKA, we called you on the podcast, Brentonado DiCaprio. Yes, I think I've seen that around, <laughs> yeah. Because you came in as a heartthrob for like a hot minute and then yes. vanished, never to be seen again. Yes, well, who knows what could happen in the future. <laughs> I mean, I could come back. Um, yeah, we could um, happen, so... And did you grow up with the Izzy Hoyland, Nat Bass's character, or was that before your time, Natalie Bassingthwaite? Oh, um, just before my time, I think. Yeah, I think I started kind of watching it early 2000s. So yeah. Amazing. Well, all the best to Brent over in New Zealand. <laughs> yes, I know. He's gone for a little bit, um, but hey, he could be back with his brother. Or his oh, mom. yeah. So who knows? Who knows what could happen? Enjoy the show. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. CJ's gone to get us drinks, so she missed out on that. 
CJ, mate, you just missed Brentonato. He's a couple of seats in front of us. I know. I saw him and I was just immediately like, I know that person. And then it took me a few minutes to clock it because he's changed his hair, right? Meanwhile, who were you clocking in the bar line? Um, I was just next to Dr. Carl. And but it took you a minute to realise? Yeah, because he's safely wearing a mask. And it, it took me a while to connect his eyes with who he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So good turnout, neighbours-wise. We're going to turn this off now because the show's going to start. Well, it's intermission. Natalie is pure perfection. CJ, how are you finding it? Oh, I'm loving it and I hate musicals. Yeah. Mm. You've got to stop leading with that. <laughs> no, it's, it's stunning. Claire, who's here, love and life. It's absolutely fabulous. And Claire's a big Alanis, Alanis stan. Huge. And I, like, I don't know all the songs from this. I love, like, I know all the greatest hits. But now I'm, like, doing a deep dive and I'm, I'm in it. But Nat, perfect suburban struggling mum in Connecticut. Oh, she's wonderful. And has to belt it out. And I, like, forget because I see her as Izzy and I forget that she has these skills. Uh, but she is doing an amazing job and very um, captive. Oh, just you can tell all those rock concerts she's done are paying off for this because she's got to belt out some big numbers. I'm loving it. I'm so excited. And everyone else is just perfect. And just to have, like, I've got goosebumps in a few of the songs. Just to remember that you can get goosebumps from stuff. Like... It's been a while. It's great sensory experience, I'm finding, here at the Comedy Theatre. Oh, okay. We've also seen, who have we seen? Alan Fletcher, uh, Dr. Carl, had a lovely chat. He's proud of Nat as well. He also uses Apple Pay, which I feel like Carl would never do. Oh, God, no. No, that, Susan must have set that up. Uh, Robert Millsy Mills is here, of course. And, oh, Colette Mann, a friend of the pod. She's talking to Brent, Texas. A real turnout for the books. That was amazing. Just had a religious experience. Claire? Oh, my God. No words. CJ? I thought when I went to the Wiggles after the um, second wave that that was uplifting. This was much more. <laughs> Far out. I went to another place. All right. Kate, are you excited? I saw Brent. I am excited. And look, as a side note, can you believe he shaved his head now? Well, the shaved head was what threw me because mm. I, I, I saw those piercing blue eyes. And you were thinking like circa 1996 Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, well, that's what you? I would, would expect. Yeah, yeah. But then his hair's gone and it took me a mm. minute and CJ was off at the bar and I just made a beeline. But I look, I am not match fit to talk to, firstly, talk to other humans that aren't on this podcast and secondly, get my schmooze on. You know, because yeah. normally you've got a little routine going, especially if you've got someone with you. If you don't have a mask on, oh yeah, you can use your my facial expressions, comedy gold. I couldn't, didn't have any of that up my sleeve. I oh, know. Well, see, one person interviewing a stranger does feel a bit stalky. It was but, really weird. But two people, you do kind of like you get a bit of banter going as well, like yeah. like at the Logies. Except yeah. when you're interviewing Sam Neill, that's just awkward. Yeah, never, never forget. So I would have chatted to more people, but I, the, it wasn't the vibe. Look, it was hot as hot as if, and people were scared of like, well, not people, yeah. a lot of inhaling other people's. Breath. Yeah, it was just not the place. So I just enjoyed seeing mm. them all there, seeing I yeah, seeing Ali Fowler talk to Alan Fletcher, and in intermission I saw Fletch and said how proud, like how excited I was for mm. Nat. She was incredible. She blew oh, me away. And I've seen her do a Rogue Traders gig before. Yep. So, like, I've seen her command the stage and she's great. But, like, she she gets a lot of powerhouse 
yeah. anthems. As And Fletch goes, yeah, I knew it would be a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Yeah. Exactly. But we were like, we were gushing. She's amazing. I've never seen her mm. like this before. She just owned every moment. She plays this, yep, yeah, suburban housewife in America kind of falling apart, like right. unraveling as, as the story goes on. Then And Maggie McKenna, who's the child of Gina Riley, who starred oh, okay. in Muriel's yeah. Wedding, has this breakout moment where they sing. Um, I was going to say, hang on, Gina Riley was in Muriel's Wedding? No. I was going to say, dude. Maggie. She's, she's Kimmy. <laughs> Maggie started oh, Muriel. Okay. Yep. And now Maggie is Joe and has the breakout moment in the whole show with You Ought to Know. Uh. And it was electric and it got a standing ovation, like mid, wow. like mid performance, we were almost all standing up. And I've done some reading about the show, and that moment gets so many standing ovations around the world wow. that they've, they've had to add time to allow for the applause. Oh, and I got just chills. I've got chills now thinking about it. But not just that. Here's other moments. We were lucky enough to be given our tickets, but I'm going to go again so I can buy tickets and take people. And I just needed it. And there's some serious themes in it, like sexual assault and... Mental so it, health? Yeah, mental health. Like Jagged Little Pill, like that features. <laughs> the odd pill does feature. But still, there was something about it that just moved me. Seeing, like, the arts community that struggled so much and they, seeing them all perform. And the, the montage at the end where they were all taking their bows and everything, they were all just cutting sick. Like, they were mm. at, a, at a nightclub. They were all just dancing and jumping up and down and... I'm so happy for them and I'm happy for me being there, seeing them. And it was really great. Awesome. And, yeah. And I just, I really hope that if they get to tour it or if people can come out here from overseas to see the show, I just hope people can get to see it. Yeah. Um, so jaggedmusical.com. Really proud of Nat. Oh, and are you noting what I'm wearing tonight? Oh, Kate is making a fashion statement. So fashion here. So I have got my little eBay auction jacket on, which is Josie Lambshanks School Polar Fleece from Erinsborough High. The maroon uniform. Not this fancy pants Eden Hills wannabe navy blue no, no. private school this is, number. This is old school. This looks like it's straight out of the school uniform shop. Yes. And so they did this um, cross promotion with Vinnie's. Yeah. Op shops. And so they were giving away all these like Teresa's dresses and Colette, like Sheila's dresses. and I wasn't interested in that, so, like stuff that wasn't clearly identifiable as yeah. actual Erinsborough. I put a bid on, I think it was like a Scarlet Bar or Charlie's Bar apron and I didn't get it. And then I forgot <laughs> to this, go back. This weather tonight, it's a little bit nippy out tonight. It's probably, I don't know, 18, 17, 18 degrees. It's just really cozy to have on. I don't think I'm going to be leaving the house with this on though. Well, it has to be a neighbours event. Definitely. If we have a neighbours event, yeah. I will wear this. And not just a neighbours adjacent event, like going to see a play with an ex-neighbours star oh, in it. crikey. Can you imagine <laughs> if I turned up wearing this? Well, that, I was so anxious because I haven't worn the, – the invite said smart casual. I haven't worn smart casual in two years. So I just – I went so far down the back of my wardrobe, I was in Narnia. I didn't know what I was doing. It's like half of society is pretending to be normal and the other half – of you is like, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not your neighbours. Like, how are you all pretending that there's no... Vi- okay. That's right. It's escapism, <laughs> yeah. neighbors, isn't it, for all of us? So, into neighbours, we will be doing a Patreon trimming on patreon.com slash neighbourspod. We lift out a little section of this pod and we put it over there. This week, it's going to be 
Glenn Donnelly's moving in. Oh, new housemate. New housemate for Tarage over with her misfit toys over there. So she's doing business with you. Okay. We are discussing the episodes that aired week commencing January 10, 2020, 2022 in the UK at UK Pace. We have lots of uh, dear friends that describe the episodes to us in very specific detail. That's 87572 EP8761. We kick off the week and this podcast with an event. We've just, I've, we've just been to events, Ramsey Street, well, not even Ramsey Street. Everyone took the show on the road. They went down to the winery with an H and Leo and Brittany wanted to showcase their new Ponzi scheme. Oh, this is very questionable. This is, this, you know what it reminds me of? When um, Paul was at his lowest and he had some sort of business training course that sucker Steph was the only one to turn up to. And he had all those rows of chairs in the front living room of the Robinson Willis house. The saddest bitch. I want more sad B Paul. I love oh, it. Look, look, you know it's a sign graph as well. Like yeah. he's 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 on the decline now. He's probably gone below zero at this point, mm. but he he still hasn't reached the absolute depths. So, like the empty chairs at Paul's conference, Leo's got the empty wine barrels. Not even wine. It's like gin or something. Vodka. We just want to sit down with him and say, <laughs> "Mate, it's a winery. It's not a distillery. Just capitalize." on the beautiful surrounds, capitalise on the facts you've got actual grapes growing mm. here put, and put them sell into bottles. wine. Sell the wine you make here. He's he's starting to add so many different types of alcohol. He may as well just be bottling Long Island iced teas to people. <laughs> just come and get one of everything. Come one, come all. Get a fruit tingle. Which they may as well have had at this event. It was a ladies' lunch. Very strange. Ladies' lunch slash investment opportunity. Buy a barrel. Sponsor a it's, – it's like it's like World Vision. Sponsor a barrel. <laughs> Give that it may grow. Yeah. It was essentially everyone on the street plus a couple of extras and Vera Punt, who is also uh, a neighbour on the street corner oh, of Ramsey Street. Who we love. Um, Scene-stealing goddess. We want more Vera Punt. And she has come, in, come into a little bit of money. Well, she did, courtesy of Lassiter's. Yeah, because they keep – Injuring her. I'm surprised more people haven't fleeced Lassiter's, given all the injuries. She's in this lovely fur coat, or fluffy, fuzzy coat, Mm. and she starts trolling everyone. I love it. As soon as she sees Leo, she calls him Stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Simple. Simple to the point, effective. And strangely sits down at a table full of people she detests. Oh, yeah, Melanie. Melanie, who, like, made her get a bit of um, manure in the face. Mm-hmm. Sweet Melody, Melanie. And she hurls insults at everyone. And Leo cannot handle anything. It's like, and he used to run bars and stuff. I'm like, haven't you ever had surly patrons you've had to pull into line? Oh, except he's terrified of being sued by her. She's got, <laughs> she's got form. So well, let's hear a bit of her mudslinging now. You put those boys through hell when you ran off pregnant and unstable. How would you know about that anyway? Ears to the ground. Or to the fence more like. And then you took a child of a woman too muddled to make an informed choice about the welfare of a daughter. Vera, you can stop talking now. Don't get your knickers in a twist. I'm just making conversation. Ladies, can we just take it down a notch, please? Oh, nobody rattled your cage, string bean. You let the grown-ups talk. She's having multiple goes at Nicolette, which why wouldn't you? Easy target. <laughs> and I love it. it comes out that she's been um, eavesdropping at the fence. Oh, I mean, 
Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Also, she'd have some like holes in that fence to like perv on Aaron, wouldn't she? Sure, yeah. And you know, we're sitting out in your back deck with mm. in the Adirondack chairs. But if you lived on Ramsey Street, you would be putting a little outdoor setting on your front lawn. Like that's where <laughs> it would be. It would be like a couple of Mediterranean blokes out there playing backgammon. Yeah. Um, absorbing the surrounds. Also, like, well, Toadie does spend a lot of time with the kids at the front. Yeah. I guess because he's got like the um, death trap pool yeah. at the back. So why not just uh, bookend it with a road, <laughs> actual road? So Leah, I'm like, throw her out, release, move her to a different table. There was at least one other table of extras. Yeah, but they weren't getting actual, like, a pitch, were they? Well, they had to pitch one table at a time, Brittany and Leo. Like, so you buy oh. a barrel and then you get booze in it, okay? I would like, please, $10,000 of your money. Thank you. Enjoy the canapes. Like, do we have to take the whole barrel, mate? What if it's crap? Let's, don't worry about that. Do not ask questions. Just give us your money. Why is it that, Do like, you like getting drunk? End of discussion. Neighbours, it's all about either you're someone who likes to drink a lot of alcohol or you're an alcoholic. There's no those no middle ground. No, no. But Vera Pump, more Vera Pump, please. Yeah, I don't even know what the point of the whole scene and escapade was, other than Jane was like, oh, "I'll buy a barrel, like pity barrel, like he's essentially not a pseudo mother-in-law, but like extended family member buying a pity barrel." Also, it's like, oh, the developing romance between, well, one sided romance between Brittany and Leo. I look again. I've not done any research apart from my first-hand research, but I just don't understand. I just don't really have any first-hand evidence of a newly new new parents in the first six months mm. of having an infant are really, you know, up to kindling or rekindling anything. The only thing I can see is maybe Brittany would be going, "Geez, I'd like to have a family unit for." filer yeah. or I'd like to um, solidify our financial security. Yeah, I'd really like the second pair of hands around oh, yeah, yeah. quite a lot. I think you'd be pretty useless though, don't you? I guess. I guess sometimes. I have been talking to a, a mate of mine online who is a single parent by choice and I said to her, oh, you're doing you're doing such a great job, you know, like it's just a huge feat. She's like, yeah, thanks, but also some aspects are easier. You don't have to consult with anyone. No. Just get it done, move on, no no committee. And they're schlepping that baby around the winery too. Oh, oh my God. That was bizarre, Vaya. They were holding this small newborn object. That was meant to be a five or six month old baby. Yeah, no way. That's a baby that can support itself. It also looked a bit like on those TV shows, like a high school TV show where the kids are doing uh, an assignment for health mm. health class or they have to pretend to be parents. Like they've put a, a pumpkin in a bundle yeah. of blankets. But it was even small for a normal newborn as well, yeah. don't you think, the bundle? It, it was a preemie. Why didn't they actually just get a baby carrier and stick a fake baby inside that? Yeah, that would look good. That would mm. look great. Because also you don't really swaddle a chunky no. baby like that anymore. Or if you do, you've actually, it's like holding, it's like a, you know, Miss World holding a bouquet. There's a lot of like baby coming out from beyond yeah. your body. Moving on from them, because we've got some other juicy nuggets to get to. It's wedding season. Wedding season in Erinsborough. An exciting time. It's a, it's a shotgun wedding. But gonna, well, when are they never? Yeah. Like, when, when, when do you get a lengthy preparation for a wedding? I think Pierce's and Chloe's felt a li- like it had a bit of a run up. But in this case, I feel the context makes sense. Yeah. Qual's going through cancer. Tick, tick, tick. 
Yeah, and Roxy's wants to show they want to prove their solidarity and take something positive during a bleak time. No, Gemma has a bloody point though. Roxy <laughs> is very young, <laughs> and it is you know he's he's divorced as well. He's he's had some failures in his romantic departments before. So Gemma is Roxy's mum, who's trekked down from the Northern Territory to, well, in Roxy's view, help with preparations. But in Gemma's view is to stop the wedding. Yeah. And the way she's going to do this is just by saying, please stop the wedding. (laughs) No schemes, no hijinks, no white anting. Just, I want to stop the wedding, but can I go dress shopping with you, please? Because that's the fun bit. (laughs) I'll help you say no to the dress, but I'd still like to see a fashion show. People were perplexed by this. And I think it's one of those things where Gemma's gone, I really don't want this to go ahead, but... Looks like it is anyway, so I might as well be part of it. So she leaves again for the territory for whatever reason. Roxy's then left to move on with plans with mainly just Mackenzie because yeah. no one else is really around to help her because the person she thought she was going to rely on, Harlow, has left her for dust to go and have little tantrums. And what an amazing turn of events where Harlow has now found out that Mackenzie He's yeah. the bridesmaid. And she's cut up about it. Which you go, what? I don't understand. She is a sook. A Robinson style. It's about loyalty and hierarchy. Oh, yeah. It's definitely about hierarchy, isn't mm. it? Like, I I am your... I don't even know what she thinks she is to Roxy at this point. Yeah, well, let's, let's nut it out. So, it's her... Basically housemate. Yeah, because it's her step-grandmother's ex-niece. Yeah. Yeah. They're more housemates than they were any kind of familial ties. Yeah. And they hated each other at first, remember? They're removed removed by marriage twice as well. (laughs) They're completely removed and now they're removed from this marriage too. And do you remember when they had that big fight where I think Roxy was trying on Arnie T's wedding dress? Ah, yes, yes. That was back in the days when Harlow was reasonable. And they were were having a scrag fight over it. It was great. Um, Harlow is now... They think she's got compassion fatigue, but no one's going to get her clinically diagnosed with anything. (laughs) But, you know, Roxy and Mackenzie are like, well, we thought it was psychopathy, but okay, David, doctor, doctor man, sure, let's go with it. Did you diagnose Finn any of those times that would have been useful? I mean, he's diagnosing his niece as well. Like maybe get a dispassionate Mm. kind of like outsider Mm. psychologist psychiatrist actually to help out with this. So it sort of blows up with Harlow and Roxy in a really satisfying scene Mm. where Harlow has a go at Roxy for not choosing her to be in the bridal party and then Roxy lets it rip. How dare you bag my wedding because you got your knickers in a twist over a situation that you caused. What's that supposed to mean? I wanted you to be my bridesmaid. Sure you did. You've been such a self-obsessed cow recently. What, so you asked Mackenzie to get back at me and make me feel like dirt? I am not going to feel bad for you. You've shown zero interest in my wedding. You know what? You've shown zero interest in my life recently. I have other priorities. You've checked out. And she's like, remember when I turned up with a muffin? <laughs> I love it was a very brief moment of comeuppance and I and we haven't had much of that with Harlow. No, not a lot of accountability. Then Harlow rolls up to the hen's night drinks. The hen's day drinks. Yeah, oh, awkward. I guess be, to make up the numbers to because she's still going to the wedding. Yeah. So therefore So she didn't want to cause more bla- bad blood. Look, you know, pandemic aside, 
you don't have to go to all the things. No, no. You can say no to hen's nights and buck's nights. And I know some people use them as an excuse to get right assed and Yeah. Um, you know, step outside their normal boundaries. But if you don't if you think something's gonna be tedious, then you don't have to shell oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. Like kitchen tea. Yeah. Oh god, no thanks. Don't shell out your hard earned kitchen tea, actually. I do love a bit of kitchen tea. Oh, that's, that's that's the worst one for me. Actually, they're all the worst. I can't well, stand any of them. My friend friend of the pod, Lucy, had a lovely kitchen tea and we had we planted little pot plants and Oh sweet. Yeah, it was lovely. But you don't have to – just don't go to the thing. I have a prior engagement that day. Yeah, just – I've got a clash. Uh, Mum's in town. Um, I once just flat out said no ha- Harlow doesn't have that excuse. Oh, shit. <laughs> Harlow, well, Harlow – I've, I've got, got to go visit my dad got in sol- prison. Yes. Remember? He's in prison, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like your dad on a business trip. <laughs> Check your proof. Like, you just don't have to go to the thing. Yeah. Harlow. And then so Roxy makes that decision for Harlow. She's like, you know what, Miss Attitude – Get out. Like, don't yeah. come tomorrow. Uninvited. You're uninvited, in the words of the great Alanis Morissette and Natalie Bassingthwaite, showstopper, you're uninvited. <laughs> Fun. Meanwhile, and we're skipping towards the end of the week, which is this this Hux. We've had them before on Ramsey Street. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I've talked about my sister and brother-in-law's Hux party before, so I won't go into it again. But they can be very fun. And I, I prefer the concept of everyone just getting together and cutting loose. What I do not agree with, though, is having it the night before your wedding. Yeah, don't know. Keep what it. What the hell is no. wrong with people? I mean, I know some people, like my friend's Irish husband, no matter when they do the Bucks night, those Irishmen are still going to get together the night before the wedding and booze on. So sometimes it can't be avoided. I just thought of something. You know how in Victoria we've got all these sky rail projects, the level crossing removals? Oh, yeah. People are up Does in Does that ours. mean like Bucks are less likely to be, you know, strapped to a, a boom gate? Can't say I've ever heard of that happening in that's, my life. That's a thing. I you run in different circles. Stripped naked. <gasps> no. <laughs> that sounds horrific. Lucky, lucky there's no public transport out in Terrence Borough. Otherwise, Jesus. Coyle doesn't have much there. He'll be flapping in the breeze. Where's Where's Coyle's um, other cousins? I thought you were going to ask um, about his testicular implants, <laughs> which we don't know if he's got yet. His other cousins. Yeah, um, the oh, Frangers Dwayne, mob. Dwayne. Ho- and what about Honga? <gasps> where's Honga? If there's any events that we should have seen Honga, it's this bloody wedding. I think Honga's got a little kid now. So he's probably like, you know. Oh, it doesn't strike me as being a couple who'd be like, nah, no kids allowed. But also Honga would take any excuse to can, can leave. Can point out that at said Huck's Day, I'm pretty sure Nellie was coming, wasn't she? Well, no, Nellie just got on the Terps by accident. (laughs) (laughs) This is how classy an event it is, Vaya. They made freaking jelly shots. I was like... Jellyfish on the jelly shots. I'm just like, it really drove home to me how young Roxy is. And she's too young to get married if she thinks having jelly shots is a thing. I actually think Harla, uh, Mackenzie just took it upon herself to make jolly shots because she'd seen it on telly. To, to correct ourselves, it wasn't actually a hux. It was just that both events were on the same day adjacent to each other. And the girls kept saying that their day was not very fun. But it looked way more fun mm. than the boys' day, which was the fact that they just put on homemade T-shirts and sat Those around. T-shirts would have been expensive. Yeah. Like they were, sorry, they were like custom printed. Yeah, they weren't like screen printed um, what was from it? The office pigeon, work. The Pigeon Gang or something like that oh. in a tribute to uh, Gaz Cancelled. No more. No more. No more tributes. No, we're done. Done. 
but they looked like such sad sacks. Yeah, with that. And Carl was there as well. Oh, and that's when um, he lets it slip that he's doing the music at the wedding. And so Kyle... Sue, Sue's lets it slip that Carl's getting sexually harassed by Mick. <laughs> More to the point, yeah. And he's like, oh, look, I really want to play this gig, but um, I don't want to bone Mick. <laughs> so what do I do? <laughs> then bit by bit, Kyle and Roxy realise that Joel Creasy is not their dream wedding planner, but... It seemed like he was, though. Like he, the, he's the, doing pretty well. The stuff that he was bungling is stuff that you could fix. Like yeah. him telling Susan what to do, they just have to say to Susan, no, don't do that. And like, she don't arrive yeah. on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, didn't he, he – he promised, was it Flume or someone? <laughs> I so, instead it was Carl Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> holding on, holding on. Flume. Um, it, they are pretty dumb because he came out with his vision board that had like it was basically ninety percent just pictures yeah. of fireworks and like neon cocktail bars and yeah and surely they went geez that's a that's a lot for what fifteen hundred bucks we're spending on this and in like seven days he fire festivaled them yeah he was like it's gonna be great there's gonna be bloody glamping tents it's gonna you know um you think they go oh remember Diwali <laughs> had like a bushfire <laughs> like may, maybe don't go the exploding things yeah he fire festival them because the next thing you know none of the furniture's arriving there's a severe weather warning and they, the marquee's gonna go up in the air oh. which is you know I commend everybody for taking heed of that warning yeah because you know in the past they maybe wouldn't have yeah so it's a disaster and by the end of the episode Roxy has declared the wedding's off because there's no venue. Half her people are pissed off at her and it's it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is a couple that would have been good to have the Elvis impersonator step in. <laughs> this that, that wedding, that Paul and Tarage's wedding would have been better for Coxie. Although the celebrant is the one thing they did have. It's just that she didn't want to arrive on yeah, horseback. Just, just have like, but the two of them and the celebrant plus mm. maybe Georgia there to be a witness. <laughs> In mixed defence, Susan on horseback, majestic, wonderful, like glorious. I want that, and I don't want to get married. But if if Susan's there on a horse, maybe I'm on board. Yeah. So okay, the jelly shots, <sighs> which leads us back even further. To the new shitbag in town, Zara. Oh, girl shitbag. Yeah, I know. Look, hey, equal opportunity shitbags. What a breath of fresh air. So, oh, hang on. That reminds me. In Frozen, the guy who played Lord Wesselton is an old school shitbag who teased Taj. That's how long it like, Wow. He, so he's like an adult now, but he was a teenager back then. Vintage shitbag. Mm. All right, talk to me about Zara, Kate. Zara, Amy's daughter, who's being raised by, she said, Four dads? Six dads? I think it's a little stretch because she's got a biological father and his husband. Yeah. So a father and a stepfather. And then her siblings' fathers. Which isn't a thing. She's just decided that they've got a lot of sway over her. I don't know. Maybe. Look, we don't know what their family relations are up there, but I feel like all these men are having to step in for the fact that Amy's a deadbeat mum. So there's all these kids, you know, maybe they're like, all right, well, they're they're siblings. We want to, you know, we love our kids' siblings as well. And they're just unlucky enough to have Amy as a mum. And the LGBTQ plus community are very tight knit and close. Yeah, I mean, they could be ex-lovers as well. I mean, it's, where are they from? Is it Cairns? I guess, yeah. Yes, Yes. because Ned just went there. Yeah, so... 
look, you know, it's a small place. And I now that we know Zara, I would also be calling in a village to help me oh, yeah. keep her in line. She's pretty bad. So maybe Amy well, isn't so bad. She's just one person. She does need three other people to parent this kid. I usually like to give the, the young shitbag the time of day, you know, like with Hendrix and that. I, he had a cheeky charm, but Zara's kind of coming in with no charm. It's tricky because most of her scenes are with Hendrix and you can see the copy and paste from his storyline yeah, to hers. Yeah. Even he can see that though. Yeah, he's like, hey, you are like me, <laughs> a distant parent. <laughs> and you know what I did? I like um, had the hots of my stepmom. Yeah, but that didn't work out so well. And, and then they broke like, up. Yeah. And then she's just like, ding, all right, yeah. I'll do that. And then she does that and then comes back to him and he's like, you just copied what I did. And she sets this honey trap. So firstly, she doesn't want the polyamory situation around her mum. She's like, you're here to be with me. Hang on, Missy. You flew down out of nowhere. Mum, this is a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> we can't, cannot have four people living in it, okay? <laughs> so Amy's like, fine, back on pause. It's like that, um, what's that movie where it's like Jim Carrey has a remote control? A yes man or something. I don't know. I'm mixing up. Click. It's an Adam Sandler movie. God, that's gone back into the brain archives. It's like click and Amy's got this remote control because they they have been on pause, on and off pause, so many times. She's like, quick, pause. My daughter's here. She doesn't mm. want to borrow of you. They Which do Which I that. think is a passion killer. I think you go, I don't want to have to deal with this shitbag in my life <laughs> when I could be going out getting crabs from any other woman in town. <laughs> Which is what Levi comes yeah. to the realisation of, whereas Ned is like, the saddest <laughs> bitch. <laughs> He's off reading, you know, How to Tame Your Teen. Um, by Dr. Phil or whatever. like <laughs> Who was that guy? <laughs> oh, Tiger taming. Or um, Dr. Phil's son who started – Dr. Phil started releasing relationship counselling books and then his son started re- releasing teenage self-help oh. books. <laughs> no, thanks, mate. I'll be right. Jay McGraw. Um, Ned's out by Jay McGraw's e-books. <laughs> and um, he's like, oh, yeah, she's got kids. Let's help parent them. And anyway, she's working at the cafe with zero experience. So, yeah, so Zara goes out. Hang on, was this last week or this week? This. The spa business? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, this week. Yeah, so Levi's kind of disgusted by Zara's presence and he's just like, all right, well, you guys are having a mum date. I'm going to go and hop in the spa at my house. P.S. Yeah, it's been cleaned since the dead guy was in it. Yeah, a few times, yeah. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Imagine if you just said that as a footnote. <laughs> It's not weird. It's not weird. See, there's the guy who's dressed as Guy Fawkes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I've only heard about it. I didn't actually see him, but I, I think he dated my gran. It's right. He was murdered by his son. Anyway, it's still good. We put a lot of disinfectant in there. He was just like a human dim sim when they pulled him out. Dippy, Dippy cleansed it. She did. <laughs> With sage. I'm not sure that she probably could have used Dettol. It's not good for the jets. <laughs> anyway. was, uh, occasionally we get like little floaters. Anyway, it was very warm last week, so... Oh, yeah, it would have been perfect. Lovely spa the weather. Old, the old death, and then death tub. Zara grabs her mum's like Baywatch-style red bikini. Oh, yeah, it's because, um, oh, God, yeah, long story short, she was meant to be having just a day with Amy, but mm. Amy goes and tells the guys, nah, guys, I'm having a day with my daughter. Here, give me a hug. And she's Double hug. Them. Yeah. They're doing a lot of three-way hugs. Yeah. I mean, I guess once you've... Once you've been there. <sighs> what else are you going to do? Why not? So, yeah, she has a tanty, Zara. And she's like, right. Operation Seduce Dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) Levi, what is with Levi and Leo? What is with the blokes on this show? Sort your business out. Yeah. A teenage girl hops into your 
sex tub, you hop out if she yeah. won't. Get up, mate. You're a cop. And then she's like, well, he, he was nearly out of the, the tub. And then she realizes her mum's coming around the corner. So she goes, oh, oh, there's something in my eye. And so he's like, oh, oh okay. Then he kind of leans I in to look at her. I can't look at that from outside the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, maybe she'd get out then. <laughs> can't be good for you. It's probably a bit of Hamish. <laughs> She's toenail. Hamish or Sage? One or the other. <laughs> can't be sure which. Um, and she leans in. Yeah. Gives it a lean in. Looks slightly compromising from Amy's angle. But I have to say, as a mother, you know, Amy did all right then. She's just like, wash. No, this is my daughter. That was very impressive. I, I do commend mm. that as well. She's like, believe believe victims. It all goes south when... Very quickly. When fucking Toadie gets involved. So, uh, look, to be honest, she is a deadbeat mum. She does need some parenting advice. But also... Probably not from the guy who just like part-time parents. But just screaming at your very good friend that she's a terrible parent is not really going to get any kind of message across. Mm. I mean, he he does keep harping on to her. Like, why don't you get her – firstly, give her a job. I think it was very strange to ask Amy to get her daughter a job when – She's there on holidays. Yeah, and you don't know why she's there. You don't know how long she's there. You don't know what skills mm. she has. She burnt down her last workplace. Amy runs a bar. You think she might be able to find a job at the bar for her. Yeah, I mean, she's 16, but like kitchen hand, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, she could be like the dish pig out the back. Yeah, if Sheila can find a job for junkie Erin then at the waterhole, then there are jobs around. Um, also, Toadie runs, doesn't he, the Sonia Rebecca Foundation. Aren't there like, you know, donations that Zara could sort through? Well, she can start her own, she, look, she can either help out or be part of the buddy club. Yeah, well, she needs a buddy. And I don't want her buddy to be Hendrix. I don't. I don't like this. Either of them. Well, if look, if she's going to stay in Erinsborough, is she going to be the sole student at Erinsborough yeah. High this year? Well, it's last week CJ and I in the Patreon extra mm. actually we were talking about Leo and Brittany and their Ponzi scheme, and we've decided that it's like a, an economics class assignment. Like, if you were to run a business with an investment, what would you do? We're going to sell barrels. And then we decided that maybe they're doing it as part of U13. <laughs> they're just like, hey, we, we need some economics credits. Can we, can we come? So it'll be Leo, Brittany and Zara. Right. <laughs> Probably Nell. Nell will have aged up by Oh, yeah. She's, in a couple well, of weeks. she's of legal drinking age. But look, that's the point. Toadie had a valid reason to have a red hot okay. go at Amy's parenting because... Zara's a little brat. So, Hendrix and Mackenzie decided to involve Zara in um, making jelly shots for the, the Huck stay. You couldn't find any other job for a teenager to yeah. do? Get her to cut out, like, tissue paper flowers or something. Yeah, or, like, assemble the, the penis straws. <laughs> Where were the penis straws, Vaya? If, if, what's a hen's night without a penis well, straw? That's because they didn't have a teenage intern to go get them. Yeah, yeah. Get down the sex shop. Just make a beeline and for the counter and I'm say, "Where's your finest penis straws?" And I'm sorry, Mackenzie, if you are trying to if you are trying to keep across which dish the vodka's going mm. into and which one isn't, and you have to repeat it three or four times, maybe that's not a job you delegate. Yeah, but also, dumbass, vodka jelly takes a lot longer to sesh than normal jelly. Oh. Like, how did they not realize there was like, oh my god, this is like a pile of slop? This many hours <laughs> later. They leave it unsupervised and Zara laces both sets of shots. But also she has two at every turn. 
Everyone's yeah. telling her, like, she's painful. What are you doing here? Why? She has a lot of zingers. Mm. You know, she she tells people when things are cancelled and that's, but yeah, that's it. Like, seriously, that A, people are dumb for not being able to recognise mm. that some jelly is also vodka jelly. But, yeah, no. How, um, t- how tiresome. <laughs> anyway, the whole jelly shots business is tiresome. Toadie having a meltdown because his his child had one shot yeah, of so vodka jelly. Nellie gets the jelly because she wants jelly. Kids love jelly. Why didn't Mackenzie set aside some jelly crystals to put in different cups yeah. for the kids she lives with? Because you tell what she's doing there, she's normalising alcohol yeah. for um, the kids. Alcohol as play. Yep. Yeah, Alco no, pops. That's ridiculous. <laughs> also, there was way too many shots of jelly because, okay – I, get, I understand people having jelly vodka shots, but who the fuck is going to eat like bloody shots of actual jelly? I mean, sure, there may be, maybe get, say, five of them there, but like, you don't need to have like 30 shots of actual jelly. I mean, we've said jelly so many times, no, I really want jelly right now, so I could go 10 or 20. But, um, but who's coming? I, I don't understand it. I actually didn't think she had that many. It was one little Tupperware when she mm. put them together. And I don't think anyone even wanted jelly shots. They were at a cocktail bar. How do you, you, have, can't, you can't BYO alcohol to a, a bar. You can have any part of cocktail you want. If they wanted jelly shots, Amy could have organised. Yeah. Rox, Amy could have made Roxy's them. Roxy's workplace. Yeah. She's like, cool, I'll get Sven or whoever's mm. making jelly shots today. Yeah. Maybe um, Cameron well, Robbie can come back down and a, pull a shift. Bring out the old you know, jugs of cocktails as well. Yeah. Tequila sunrise in a jug. Job mm. done. But anyway, I enjoyed. I was. We didn't get to see Drunk Nell. I wanted Drunk Jellyfish. <laughs> I wouldn't like get out the, the, the old fuzzy camera angles of her swaying. I'm, I'm sick of sleepovers at Auntie Susan's. Well, it's triggered the old Mitchell addiction gene in her. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I like airplane jelly. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She's like she'll, she'll be hitting the hard stuff next week. Oh, my God. Oh, that's grim. So, Toadie is ropeable and Zara's like, uh, your kid's fine because you're here I, yelling at me. Look, Nellie's around baby Madge's age and, yes, I would be pretty bloody pissed off if she had a jelly shot. But equally, I'd look at that and I'd go, I don't think this is really worth going to the doctors about. There's jelly, you know, it wouldn't have actually set if there was a heap of vodka in it. It's not too different to... I would be I'd be feeding her and I'd be making her drink a lot of water to try and dilute it all. It's not dissimilar to baby Dr. Carl having a mouthful or two of his pop's Christmas trifle. Like, it would have been as strong. Mm. Let's hear from Zara because I just really... I don't think we've conveyed how heinous she is. Nell ate one of the jellies. My eight-year-old daughter. Is she okay? Carl's checking her out now. I'd say given that he came here to yell at me, she's all right. Excuse me? I'm sorry your kid ate one of the jellies meant for a party she wasn't invited to. (sighs) Zara. I mean, I do respect the zinger. I do respect someone getting on their soapbox and having an opinion. Look, I love a truth bomb. I worry she's got too many causes that have spilled out of her all at once. Maybe teenagers do. I'm just worried that there's going to be some, like, Black Lives Matter protest and she's going to forget which side she's on, you know? I don't know. Look, I, I have sympathy for the fact that Amy's a bloody deadbeat and she turns up unexpected on her mum and her mum's literally in bed having sex with two men. Post-coital. I mean, all more power to her owning her sexuality, but 
What I don't respect her for is the fact that she's got three kids and she still doesn't know how to set boundaries with one of them. She's a woman child. Yes. And any time she tries to school Zara, Zara's like, oh, yeah, but it's because of this reason. Oh, okay, that's fine then, darling. See, and that's where Toadie has a point. Um, Here's where I lost all respect for Toadfish, Rebecca, when he's yelling at Amy and saying, so she's accused Levi of putting a move on a minor. This sort of thing can follow a man around for his whole life. Cry me a river. Excuse me, what about Coil? He, He got whitewashed. Cry me a river. Gee, how many men's lives have actually been ruined by these sorts of allegations? Mm. It's actually a statistic, statistically unlikely that the allegations like this are false. Yeah. It's usually TV shows. At the end of the day, Levi was still sitting in a spa with a 16-year-old. And really moving at a snail's pace to remove himself from that yeah. situation. It does not help the narrative. Like, we want people to mm. believe women. And congratulations, Amy. You did the right thing by believing your daughter. Yeah. And you know what? Even if my position is, even if someone has fabricated something like this, they've done that because they are from a very damaged place and they've got this, some stuff going on. So mm. clearly this child has some shiz going on. Yeah. And she has admitted. She said, okay, Hendrix says to Zara, you got to fess up to your mum. Like, tell her what's going on in your head. She goes, okay, I feel neglected by you. You were fly in, fly out, which fair enough, some parents are. But I, I mean, guess it was, was her literal job to yeah. fly. And I guess when she was home, she didn't have enough a strong enough connection with her daughter. Yeah. And now she feels let down and she wants to reconnect. Yeah. Great. But then how what's Zara's saving grace? Well, it's it was Brentonado's saving grace. It's textiles, Kate. Jesus Christ. Because I, you should have seen the look between Phil and I. I was just like we were just like uh, How does it Because, okay, Vaya, I have a degree, a bachelor's degree in textile design, and nothing has made me cringe more about it than watching people on Neighbours suddenly, <laughs> like, go, oh, I know textiles. Let's go, okay, to, let's well, go to Spotlight. One, one, you're not actually doing textile design. You're doing some sort of, like, I don't know, seamstressing business. Yeah, fashion like, design. Yeah. Because they look at um, Mackenzie's dress that Mick has had altered to the point where it's unseemly. Un- <laughs> no, which actually was a good line from Roxy on that. Or even I wouldn't wear that three years ago. <laughs> and Zara's like, well, I like textiles so I can fix it. Then she's then Amy's like, how would you learn this? And she's like, oh, from you. From, but from watching you sew. Like you can't learn sewing no, by watching can't. someone over no. their shoulder. You have to do at least a YouTube tutorial. I'm going to um, – Give credit to her gay dads for that one. Yeah. they were, She would have said, hey, I watched mum sewing. That looks fun. And they would have. Yeah. They would have gone, well, here's your, here's your bias. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so thank, thankfully, she can pick up all that extra literal slack left in the Now, I have seen textiles a, a, room. a preview image of what Mackenzie wears. And it seems to bear no resemblance to what they've been talking about. It, it sounds like it's, um, there's this, that movie, She's the Man. Not She's the Man. What I Like About You. I think it's an Amanda Bynes movie where she goes to England to reconnect with her father, Colin Firth. And she they give her this poofy dress to wear at this gala event. Mm. And then she ends up ripping it apart, using the lining and turning the lining into this like lovely satin slinky f- formal, right. d- formal number. I feel like a bit of that's gone on. Can't wait to see it. That'll be, I guess, next week. Yeah, I think it's wedding week this week. Ugh. Is it wedding slash disaster week? Are we getting a bit of 
Yeah. Big ticket action. I hope they come up with a good name for it, like Hotel Disaster Week. And you know what? That name came back with Vera at the event when she's like, well, how many death traps has that hotel had? That's what what bought me my new outfit. She's like, yeah, tell me the name of this event so that I can write it on my Mm. (laughs) declaration. Well, let's do a little sidestep over to Patreon to discuss young Glenn, old Glenn, middle-aged Glenn. Troubled Glenn. She doesn't. I've got, I'm busting out. I'm busting out to give shit. Yeah, yeah. Kate. Toadfish, Rebecca. I can't with you. You, You're in the legal profession and you can't be saying, what about the man in all of this? What about men with the false accusations? He was was just kind of going, look, obviously her giving my six-year-old friggin' alcohol. That that has made no impact on you. So let me try another 15 ways to persuade you. Nah, not buying it. Not good, Toadie. You can't just say you're a terrible parent. You have to say 45,000 other words before you use those words. You can't unsay that. <laughs> you cannot. Yeah, look, I think it's it's like the bloody death blow to a, a friendship. Like this is the start of Christos Cholkas's The Slap, all right? You can't come back. He may as well have have slapped through the slap again. He may as well have slapped Zara. (laughs) (laughs) You're a lawyer, Toadie. Use better words. Everybody wanted that child to be slapped. (laughs) Kate. Oh, man. Um, Oh, citizen. Easy, easy citizen this week. And that is to Vera Punt. (laughs) We need more Vera Punt. Where is she? If she's not in the scene, I want to be going, where is Vera Punt? And I'd like to her to have some friends. I want someone to want to sit with her at the table. I I reckon if Sheila was there. Sheila would have pulled up a pew next to Vera. I mean, I guess Patty Newton's not coming back from beyond the grave for her. <laughs> oh, maybe um, Rose, Rosemary? Not Rosemary. What's her name? Hillary. Oh, yeah. Hillary. Hillary. Yeah. So get on it. Kate. I, I forgot to mention in the business before, but it has been an exciting week in the world of the nabobs. Oh, it really has, hasn't it? Yeah. So, Baby Madge and Baby Lou both got vaccinated. Half yes. Of, half of the nabobs are now... On their vaccination journeys yeah. for COVID. Yeah, it started on Monday and the two older ones have both had their first jabs. And you and beautiful baby Madge have become the poster women for the Over Fives vaccination campaign. It was super cute. So baby Madge wanted to wear her mermaid costume. So we just strolled in there. Adorable. And she was like a little superstar. All the, the workers were like, oh, this is the first mermaid we've had come in. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, CJ's baby Lou backed it up a couple of days later as the Hulk. Very cute. And... They've done this very cute thing um, where they have a, a bare leafless tree. The, the kids can write their own names on a leaf and attach it to this tree and it's called the vaccination tree. And it's so cute. So Lou and Madge's leaves are beside each other. I nearly shed a tear. That's mm. beautiful. Very and sweet. And the kids are so brave because it like you remember when you got injections at yeah. school. It's not like a day you look forward to. Not at all. And but, yeah, she wasn't impressed. But look, has to be bribery involved. Like she had a Macca's shake afterwards. But my favourite part of this whole thing is poor baby Harold, three and a half year old, who doesn't qualify. But um, Kate and Phil had hyped it up so much to baby Matt. He is so dirty <laughs> that he hasn't had the chance. It's like you get to go to the Enchanted Forest and dress up and you have a, a toy ma- milkshake. To, look, he got a milkshake as well. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, and your show bags looked awesome. Yeah. Fidget spinners. Yeah, oh my god! If he he wanted his own fidget spinner, I actually had to hide it because I know he'll break it. Because <laughs> she's she's like oh, my first fidget spinner. I was like, yeah, and your only because like it's from a few years back. Okay, you know, jelly shots. No jokes, no. jokes, jokes, jokes. But we're so proud of all the kitties that are now 
eligible for doing their bit. And if your kid's eligible, go on, get it. Go to the vaccination forest. Put your name on the leaf. Put their name on the leaf next yeah. to the neighbours. Broadmeadows Town Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com slash neighbourspod. Come and have a chat with us on the Neighbours Council. Oh, we are doing some wonderful things over there. We're doing little content notes so people don't get spoiled and all that sort of stuff. And it's I love it. Everyone's keeping yeah. an eye on everyone and making sure everyone's at the right pace. And if we talk about real world stuff, people put notes so people don't get triggered. It's lovely. Um, jaggedmusical.com, try and get to it. Uh, I know a few of our audience are going to get there. David James Young saw it in Sydney. So go see Nat Bass. You can tell she's worked her guts out for this. It's so good. What else? Nothing? Oh, Kate, where are you hanging out? On Twitter at, at Remude. I'm mainly on Instagram, Vase, V-A-Y-S. And stay safe, stay well. Yeah. Everyone look after yourself. Reach out if you're in ISO and you need a chat. We're around. Neighbours Pod on Twitter. Speak soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. 